0: Hey. Hey. What'd you think about what? Did Did you get my text? Oh. Oh, and welcome to another episode of Did You Get My Text? I'm your co-host, Patton Oswalt. <laughs> what?
1: I'm Meredith Salinger.
0: I don't, you, you are laughing at oxygen. Okay. I don't know.
1: I'm not. I just, I hate that starting. I'm your co-host. I just hate that. Just say, I'm Patton Oswalt.
0: Okay. I'm Patton Oswalt. <laughs> Good. And who are you again? You know. Co-host, Meredith Salinger. Don't, okay. See, that's um. the part
1: I don't like. I don't, I don't like that word. I don't know why.
0: Uh, so many so much stuff is happening um so many things i am of course back out on the road
1: oh yeah baby
0: uh doing shows it's actually kind of you know uh what was nice about uh doing the i've been on the road now for um 3 weeks back and forth did um this
1: is the very beginnings of in for months now so for, yeah exactly this is the very beginnings
0: yeah and and we're going to get better at at dropping these episodes uh, closer to when we record them we we're, we're we're learning we're
1: wait we are we Literally, are learning. we have nothing
0: well yeah this one will go up very quickly so um <laughs> upcoming maybe if this goes well no it'll already be done but um by the time you've heard this I've already d- done Medford Massachusetts New Haven Washington DC two shows at the Kennedy Center I was in Virginia Beach I was just in North, North, North Carolina and Atlanta and Atlanta. Wait, was, wait
1: wait wait um your the, um Orlando Leba, who's the funniest comedian who opens for you yes. took a video of you going out in Atlanta and um and you came out to the Beastie Boys the song Sabotage which yeah. by the way is the greatest song ever and such a pumper upper of a song yep. and you got a standing ovation before you even started and it was very exciting. Which is
0: very intimidating for a comedian because it, the, what what he cuts off when I, what I say is uh, there is no way I can follow this. Like, you're get ready to have your expectations blown. You probably should have waited till the end. But it, it did feel really gratifying. And what it really felt gratifying, and I've talked to other comedians about this. Um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing Bobcat Goldthwait, who said, you go back out on the road after the pandemic. Uh, and I just got off the phone with my shrink about this as well. We, we've spent a year and a half only interacting with the world through comment sections and Twitter and Instagram and texting and 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 you get a very warped sense of what the world is. It mm-hmm. It comes off very negative and very dire. And then you get back out there and you realize, oh, Twitter and the internet are not the world. Yes, the internet will bring you all the craziness that's going on, but these are little captured moments in time where the general stuff out there, people are just trying to live their lives and be more or less decent and cuz you remember when i first was going out on the road again i was i would talk to you about how i'm afraid there's going to be some incident on a plane someone's going to start screaming and yeah, yeah. about masks and stuff and then you get out there and yes i clearly there are lunatics out there because they're being filmed mm-hmm. but there's not that many mm-hmm. it, for the most part people are pretty cool out there they're well, pretty chill
1: well for me seeing that video that little 40 second video of you entering mm-hmm. it well you know when you know someone really really well and you see them in their element doing their thing Yep. um it just reminds you that your person is not just the person that you see at home but like it made me feel so proud of you and it made me
0: mm-hmm.
1: like look at you as the world looks at you like oh he's great as opposed to Ugh.
0: oh here he co- <laughs> yeah he's coughing oh he's, god he left the sponge in the sink again
1: yeah <laughs> When you see someone in their element, like when you see a friend give a speech, like if, even if it's in school mm-hmm. and your friend gets up and has to give their oral report or whatever it is, and you're like, damn, I have a smart friend. But when you're like just stupid together, it's, oh, yeah. you know, it's nice to see your person in their element.
0: Well, because my my audiences only see me for an hour out of my day. You see me all day, which is so you see the stupidity and the right. So uh, everyone's and the temper like, tantrum. So like, he is such an elevated wise being. And you're like, try spending... 24 hours with him yeah
1: it's like your friends are like oh my god you're married to Pat oswald isn't he so funny all day long i'm like i want to murder him
0: right and and by the way that's that goes the other way too that you know the, you hear these people that were friends with with people who end up being serial killers or mass murderers and they and go they're like, they're nice but that man. that one time he came over and my dishwasher was broken and he hand washed all my dishes." if you hang out with someone all day <laughs> you see you a different s- side of them you then- will see them do something good and something horrible but that's not who you know what i mean that's that's not the you hang out with anyone long enough you'll see them do something amazing and then they'll do something i guess what i'm trying awful. to say
1: to our audience mm-hmm. is you might think you're madly in love with some celebrity but if you actually <laughs> ever married them you'd be like oh my god what have i done
0: what the hell happened <laughs> why is this going on yeah yeah so you know that that um and also, that's that's something that I always tell people. And I didn't realize this till I was older. If you people that are worried about I, I want to be attractive to other people, I want to be beautiful, I want to be handsome forever. The way to be beautiful and handsome forever is
1: on the inside.
0: Is to not just on the inside. Get really good at doing something, and it and have it be something you truly love. And then when you're doing that thing you are suddenly the hottest person on the planet.
1: This is the thing. It's when you are in your joy, yes. when you are doing the thing you love the most, whether it's, listen, for me, I, I mean, I could go to the park with my friends' kids and play all day long. Like, that's my element. Mm-hmm. I, I love being Mary Poppins. I love being right. Auntie Mare. I love being mom to Alice. Like, that's, I mean, I love a million things. I also right. love acting and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, when you're in your joy and you watch someone in their joy, I think that's when you are the most attracted to them because they're like, really doing what they truly love. And that's yeah. why nerds are so awesome because nerds are basically just passionate about what they're passionate about.
0: Exactly. I remember watching a a, a documentary called Comic Book Confidential about the history of comics. And they were showing the underground co- comic book writers and artists of the late 60s in San Francisco, Robert Crumb and Gilbert Sheldon, people like that, doing their little hand-drawn underground comics. But there's footage of Robert Crumb just sitting and really drawing and really into what he's, doing and i was watching it with a friend of mine and who wanted to be an artist and he was like look how peaceful and happy he was like yes he's doing he is a nerdy weird looking dude got beat up all through high school never belonged and then he found his place and he is so this is all i need i'm completely happy i don't need to search for anything it's when you're not being needy is when you're the most um attractive to people yeah because like he's not trying to oh what is he doing why is he you know, that's what makes you the most attractive.
1: Yeah, I remember I I went to an all girls high school from seventh through twelfth grade, and so you're with girls in class and you take notes and blah, blah blah blah. When I went off to college and I was in my first class with boys, yeah, and I just watched. I didn't even know boys took notes. Like I when I when I watched a boy like open his notebook and like re- took notes, I was like, oh my god, wow, boys can be normal and pay attention and. <laughs> I just never saw them in the element of being smart. I always just saw them right. out. Yeah, I yeah. never got to see them in school, so it was very hard to know that. You know, I just thought it was really weird that boys also listen
0: and yeah. take notes. Yeah, it was. I mean, th- that's one thing, and I loved it. Yeah, I don't want to be like one of these. Oh, this new generation coming up, but I do feel bad for, um, for all the advantages that that Gen Z has in terms of. Okay, let me. I'm going to make this a slightly longer story, but this. This will, this will all tie into what we've been talking about. Um, Orlando Labo opens for me, but usually when I go to cities, I try to bring some younger comedian in to do a guest set to have—
1: From that some, city?
0: From that city or just from that area that, you know, or someone that knows them says, oh, I give this person a chance. So, mm-hmm. like when I was in at uh, the Kennedy Center, we I had a, a, a woman named Paris Sachet go out and do a— Guess it. She was amazing. And then these last gigs in North Carolina, Atlanta. This uh, woman named Denise Taylor, who's, who's very, very young, has been doing it for five years, and is. How,
1: what does young mean?
0: I think she's in her late twenties. Oh. But his. But didn't
1: like Dave Chappelle start at fourteen. He was fourteen.
0: What? When I say very, very young, what I mean is she's only been at this for five years. Right. And she's already brilliant. And I was like, what in the? And and I've noticed this with a lot of the didn't younger.
1: Dave Chappelle. St- his first gig was with you when he was 14 and he killed it he and you were like, destroyed. holy shit.
0: Although he told me later, he goes, yes, I destroyed, but I was one of those comedians that destroyed their first time up and then could not get a laugh for like a year, which is actually a worse, mo- like yeah. you went up and ate it. You had nowhere to go but up. I went up and destroyed and then I couldn't recapture that. Yeah,
1: that's the thing with child actors too. Yeah, beca- that same
0: thing happened with David Cross and Brian Regan. Their first sets annihilated and then could not find it for another year and it really, Mess, like with mess with your with, heads, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so this this woman, Denise Taylor, is so friggin' brilliant. And I was talking to Linda, like, how has she been doing this for five years? And she just has this, already has this poise, already has this calmness and confidence. And he said, and I never thought of it this way, the younger comics coming up, the Gen Z comics, have access to so much more comedy content? content where we when we were growing up we would watch evening at the improv but but you had to wait for it to be on or maybe be videotaped or have a but you couldn't just go on youtube and watch a thousand different comedians from every generation and at your fingertips and then go down rabbit holes and then figure out what you are way quicker so that's this that's a huge advantage i think to gen z a big disadvantage unfortunately is a lot of them are online young, and a lot of there are a lot of these influencers that are young and very good looking, and are rich and famous for kind of doing nothing. They don't right. have to do anything because they're just good looking, and so a lot of I think that's where a lot of incel rage comes from, where people that maybe aren't initially good looking because no one has any time in Baby, the wilderness don't, anymore. Don't
1: say they're not doing anything. Some of these comedians are opening boxes, <laughs> and they take out the stuff and I'm they so show sorry. it to the camera. You're right.
0: That oh my God. So you know don't don't what? say they're not doing something. They are you know what? I th- yeah, you're right. They're opening a box yeah. and they're taking the object that's in the box out. And then they're and then, saying, and they're wow. Whoa. Right. Yeah, never okay, I'm sorry. That's, that's rude. That was really rude. They're yeah. doing a lot of amazing things. Yes. Yeah. We, don't, yeah. don't dis Um, but I think that leads to a lot of but but it's like, no, go and it, go and woodshed and actually learn a talent. Down the road, it will pay off in such Massive dividends. You will not believe what. You won't believe the the doors that will open for you. Just don't worry about people that are online now opening boxes and getting prizes. You go. Go be the thing. Go become the prize that other people open up and marvel at. Go be that prize rather than the person opening the prize and getting free stuff. Be the
1: prize. Be the prize. It's like be the ball, Danny.
0: Yeah. Go make yourself the prize. So go. And when I say woodshed, I mean, spend some time. In a woodshed. Yeah. I remember the. Is that what you mean? No,
1: You don't mean spend some time in a woodshed. Well, no. I
0: mean, that's where that term comes from is I I got to go out to the woodshed and practice.
1: What cutting wood?
0: No, it's a it's a uh, I think it's a guitarist musician thing. And um,
1: well, what if there's an actual woodshed?
0: Well, because a lot of these guys, <laughs> especially in London, that your your recording your practice space was out in the back because you couldn't be in the house bothering everyone. They're like, go out in the back of the woodshed, like just go out there, just oh, stop bothering me. Right. There was a there was a great story that pete townsend told about in in britain up until a certain point there was all these arguments who's the best guitarist in print well it's 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 richard no nah, it's clapton no nah, it's it's you know and then he said He's then, like, then jimmy hendrix came through town <laughs> and and suddenly all the pubs were empty none of the guitarists were out there arguing they were all back home oh dear god i gotta go practice oh my god i this guy just saw you know so that like when you see the real thing it's like oh it doesn't matter how braggy and cool I am at the bar. It's time for me to uh go to the woodshed. Go to the woodshed and just get better. Yeah. Chris Rock told me, "Don't get angry at other comedians being more successful than you. Get funnier than them."
1: Yeah. Don't yeah. complain, vote. <laughs> That's what Obama said. Yeah. Don't complain. Go but, and vote.
0: But instead of like sitting there and ragging on other... there's there's always There are always going to be people that are famous for no reason. They never last. You just go get funnier or go become a better player or be a better writer. Just go write.
1: Or... Get better. Be nicer.
0: Well, uh, always be nicer. Yeah, I know. But also to be better at what you do.
1: Be better and nicer.
0: By the way, if you get better at if what...
1: You better, if,
0: also, you. If, <laughs> if you get better. But also... If you. If you get better. If you. If you get better. F you um,
1: get better, see that's some good exclamation points. F you get better. F you get better. Not if. Okay. Anyway, sorry. That would um, be a
0: good T shirt.
1: F you get better. Are we, are we <gasps> oh moving god, into did our we merch? Just, phase? Did we just merch it up? Oh my right
0: god, now? we just did some merch. Um,
1: cor- uh, what do you call it? trademark?
0: Uh, well, T Republic, call us. Um. <laughs> Uh, Wait
1: a minute. What? We're, we're going we're gonna to sell that. <laughs> F you, not. get better. Hey, and did also, you get my text? F you.
0: When you get better at what you do, you will actually be happier. It will make you a nicer person because you won't be as yeah. uh, wound up about everything. Because you're like, oh, but I'm so much better. This will happen.
1: You know how people doodle when other people are talking sometimes? Like if you're at home on the phone and mm-hmm. people doodle while oh, yeah, they're on the yeah. phone. When I doodle, because mm-hmm. you're talking right now and I'm listening, but I'm also doodling a little bit. Well, oh, that feels good. No, I'm listening. Uh-huh. You, people who doodle listen. Uh-huh. That's not a thing that means you're not paying attention, Okay. by the way. Um, in fact, I think there have been studies that say if you doodle while you listen, it might actually, you might be absorbing, I don't know. There's a study.
0: If you doodle while you listen, you will learn so much more. So get a pen and pad and draw more and more. If you doodle while you listen, you
1: do- Okay, but what I was gonna say is when I doodle, mm-hmm. I always do, I usually doodle the same stuff like a happy face or, or hearts or mm-hmm. a little, I make like a little house with a little chimney with a little heart. Sure. And I also doodle my signature. And when I doodle, listen,
0: okay.
1: when I doodle my signature, right. it's so good. But if anyone ever asks me to sign a document or mm-hmm. give an or, or whatever, my signature is atrocious and it's never the same.
0: Is it because you're being observed?
1: No, no one's observing me while I'm doing it. It's just if I. I but you
0: know, someone's gonna see it you're signing a document whatever it show happens up somewhere.
1: suddenly it's not a good oh my signature. god your
0: tie Webb and caddyshack he's the most amazing golfer when he doesn't keep score he does this jedi stuff out on the course then when he's in the tournament and they're keeping his score he's just terrible he i feel can't like be i should, observed
1: if anyone wanted my autograph not that i mean people don't do that anymore you just want a selfie or something like yeah. that but if they did my doodle should be better. Than you should
0: the- make an ink stamp of one of your doodles <laughs> and then just ping. Because I go. actually
1: can't. Si- oh. I can't even sign a check. Anyway, who writes checks? It's all Venmo these days. So I'm happy.
0: <laughs> we will be right back.
1: Hey guys, we're back.
0: Yes, we are.
1: Um, hey Patton. Mm? You know how our show is called, Did you get my text?
0: Yeah. Oh, hang on, wait a minute. Yes. Yep, that yep. checks out. Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I got a text from an Oswald, not you. What? Uh, so, okay. The text said, and it was from a man named Matt Oswald. Okay. I think he happens to be your younger brother. I've
0: heard of a Matt. There is there are there is a Matt that I know somewhere.
1: Very tall, handsome, blue-eyed guy.
0: Some yeah. Yeah. I think he's a like a a writer or a professional cyclist or something i don't know what anyway, he does he's great yeah
1: anyway get a text from him and he, and it says are you coming tonight with a question mark uh-huh. and i was like what is he talking about oh yeah his birthday dinner <laughs> okay i got a text from matt saying I, I need to know how many people are you coming and i wrote back no because you know what I wasn't fucking invited. And you know why I was? Not by him, by you. You were like, oh, it's my brother's birthday. I'm going out for dinner with my brother for his birthday. Meanwhile, it was this amazing dinner at this incredible Italian restaurant and there were boys and girls. It wasn't just like boys night out. Right. And you didn't invite me on purpose. Well,
0: I didn't not invite you on purpose. It was a Friday night. I thought that you had to go do-
1: No, 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 some no. Some tennis stuff. No, and no, also, stop, stop, stop. I, None of this I thought you had to do. Don't do that. If so, if you want to invite someone, mm-hmm. if there's a huge party and everyone's invited and then your like friend is like, hey, I wasn't invited. You're like, oh, I thought you had to. That's not how it works. You invite people and then let them say, oh. They get oh, to
0: decide whether they refuse listen, or Listen,
1: the bottom line is this. What? You didn't want me to come and that's fine. That's not true. Listen, I don't. I wa-
0: absolutely would have wanted you to no, come to you that. Did it was a not. Gr- Danny Zucker was there, Michael McKean. Yeah, and
1: you didn't want me to come and be annoying. <laughs> you, how would you have been annoying? I wouldn't have been. I would have been the most charming oh, because you're the God annoying God one.
0: Heaven. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Well, anyway. No,
1: my point is you, I know you, just be honest. We're on, listen, this is an open forum where we can just be honest <laughs> with each other. Open forum? It is. It just, I think you need to like dig deep down in your soul and mm-hmm. just be like, you know what? I would have preferred maybe to just I be didn't, with-
0: Maybe I didn't want you there. See, you didn't. Well, you, the, you should thank me, though, because it was me at the end of the tape. It was me, Danny Zucker, Ben Mankiewicz, and Michael McKeon talking about old British comedians for, like, an hour, and you would have killed yourself. Listen,
1: let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't want to be there with you,
0: <laughs> okay? You just—oh, you want—who you want the who tweeted this? I want to be invited to everything and go to nothing.
1: No, I want to go to things that are fun. <laughs> uh-huh. And Matt's birthday would have been fun. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to sit at that end of the table chatting with you. You
0: would have been down at the other I end. I would have
1: been at the other talking end.
0: Talking to Barbara Crampton or, Talking you know.
1: to whoever else was there. Right. I don't need to talk to you, but you didn't want me to come. You didn't invite me. And then I was like, I didn't know what to say to him. Like, oh, your evil brother didn't invite me. So I was just like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, home. And the truth was, I was home with Alice. Um which of course, you know, someone's mm-hmm. got to stay home. Yeah, but you didn't invite me.
0: I guess I didn't. But guess what? Sorry,
1: that's okay. I yeah. don't really care. There's a million things I don't invite you to, <laughs> and I actually prefer for you not to be there. In fact, we discussed this I think last week that I'm going to my big chill college reunion weekend this weekend.
0: With, yes, with all my
1: college friends, and some are bringing their spouses, and some really. Are only like three of them are oh, bringing wow. this, but those spouses have known all of us since like graduation. Basically. Oh, so this
0: isn't, and there's no weird catch up having to go on. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah.
1: and then I had, I was so proud of you. And I sent that little video of you getting that little standing ovation Aww. thing to all my, to my girlfriends that are mm-hmm. going to be there. And they're like, Oh, is he coming? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, he's not coming. And also a, he wasn't invited B he wouldn't enjoy having that catch up of all the inside no. jokes no. he'd hate it and no. also he's not a social human
0: no right yeah. you can
1: only handle what you can handle
0: and also i'm gonna be out i'm, I'm out working yes
1: i know you're on tour you're gonna be in brooklyn yeah. but besides you being busy
0: i wouldn't right. even
1: if you weren't on tour right i wouldn't have invited you okay
0: thank you baby <laughs> thanks for knowing me that means she know, guys she loves me and she knows me
1: i do love you and know you and i think also you didn't invite me because you know, you know me and love me, and knew that I
0: probably wouldn't want it to be. There. Yeah, you sure you don't want to sit with me and Danny Zucker and I Michael with, McKeon? And I worked uh, with
1: Danny Zucker on what he directed. Um, oh gosh, what,
0: what did he direct?
1: Did he direct Hud, the show I did with Steve Carell? Yeah, he did. I think he directed um,
0: Danny I, Zucker. Wait, is, is he one of the
1: airplane guys?
0: No, Who's that's that? David Zucker. David Danny Zucker. Um, Writes wrote on Modern Family and had a very, very famous pre-presidential Twitter battle with Donald Trump that was published as a book. Wait, All I'm their sorry. collected tweets. David
1: Zucker and Danny Zucker are two different things. Yes, people. two
0: different, two different things and two different people.
1: Right. I worked with the airplane one.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Danny Zucker had a. There's a book called He Started It.
1: Oh. Anyway, Matt.
0: That you should get because it just really it Matt, shows you. Oh God. Had you
1: invited both of us? I would have been there but you invited your
0: brother. Unbelievable.
1: And to to like pass on the invitation to me and he didn't. So happy birthday. <laughs> I would have gotten you a present.
0: <laughs> I have texted Meredith some pictures of uh young musician uh, and new mother Grimes walking around LA the other day. Uh, Tell them
1: who Grimes is because I didn't know who you were. Grimes
0: is the now separated. um, I don't know if they were married. She was with Elon Musk,
1: like a girlfriend, like
0: a girlfriend. But they had a baby together, um, and they gave the baby this weird name. It was like an equation or something. And they fought on Twitter about the name. And then they now they've broken up. And now she um, was candidly photographed. They are so posed. This was so clearly like show up, take a picture of me. She's reading um, Karl Marx. Uh, Communist Manifesto and walking around in this weird supervillain moth outfit. Wait.
1: I have to say, I just looked at the picture and it was kind of small and I don't have my glasses on Uh and I just looked at the picture and it looked like um, a centaur. It looked like a woman <laughs> riding a horse. Like it looked like the bottom were the horse feet, and that the little cape thing was the horse body. Well, it, she looked. I was like, oh my god, why is she? You're like, you've got to see what she looks like. She looks like a centaur.
0: <laughs> well, she's dressed in this. Cra- Again, it's one of those, and I've I've encountered this. I remember talking to the. Mater D at Osteria Moza, and he said that sometimes celebrities, when they show up there, their publicists call the paparazzi, and it's the celebrity gets dressed and gets some makeup.
1: Yeah, it's like everyone who walks out of Starbucks looks so good, with holding their little Starbucks mug, but they're, like, so well-dressed.
0: Right. Yeah. And it was clearly uh, staged. This is so clearly staged where she's she's in this crazy outfit. She's reading
1: Karl Marx. Um, But that's, like, the total opposite of what elon musk is all about
0: i yes exactly i think that's what that was it was she was it's her version of i'm throwing shade can you believe how naughty i am and everyone's like just stop it you're no you're not naughty
1: you're a centaur
0: not only that and you're, <laughs> you're, and you're a centaur and you're, moth and you're wearing a you're wearing a one-off designed outfit that probably cost 20 grand
1: listen i don't know this girl she might be super nice so i don't want to be like just from the picture, it looked from far away with no glasses. She looked like a centaur. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure she's lovely. But I looked closer and she's a pretty girl.
0: Yeah, but she looks like, she's dressed like a supervillain. She looks like, as my friend Ben Schwartz said, I can't believe she wasn't killed in the first 10 minutes of Suicide Squad.
1: Did Ben Schwartz say that at Matt's birthday party?
0: Um, he was not at Matt's birthday party. Ben Schwartz said that on Twitter. Oh, okay. But he, um, uh, it just, it, the reason I'm putting this picture up is because... It, it just, this shows you how old I'm getting, where there are certain outfits that I look at now. Um, and the first thing that I think of is, I look at an outfit and I think of how difficult would it be to use the restroom in that outfit? If you had to pee or, or do anything else, how hard would it be to get that outfit off? And she, this is a, it's like leggings, but then there's a another, like a, a unitard over it. And it looks like it's a lot of work if you had to use the, the restroom in this. And that's all I can think about.
1: Yeah. It's like, I I had this one wardrobe. Oh, it was during the Mormon times. Mm-hmm. Like 1835, I right. think. Yeah. But anyway, I was in this one corset type thing. Mm-hmm. But they made it, they made the corset before. It, this was filmed in Oklahoma and I live in Los Angeles. And nice. I traveled there and the wardrobe had already started, you know, because they designed them all from scratch. Oh, they right, right, like right. beautifully right. made. And this incredible corset was made out of these steel it's like these steel rods but they're like mm-hmm. flat steel they're like they look like rulers but they're yeah. steel and they put them and they sew them into a corset Ugh. but they made the steel rods too long like my body's a little bit shorter mm-hmm. and so it kind of like went past my hips a little. <laughs> so i couldn't i couldn't sit down because i couldn't bend Oh no and i remember we had to film that day. Like, they couldn't fix the costume. Right. And I was standing up in the scene, which is great. Mm-hmm. But the ward, but the trailers and everything, you had to take a car to the set.
0: Oh, But yikes. I couldn't
1: sit down, so I was, like, like a ruler, like, straight, stiff, leaning back. I had to put the car seat back as far as I could to just get in the car. I couldn't sit, and I I couldn't sit all day long because I was in this thing. Yeah and um, they had to like saw off the half yeah. of the corset thing. But boy, it's hard to dress and but, wear things and go to the bathroom.
0: Yes, but, and, but but I think that is a another sign of age where I think when you're in your late teens and 20s and you look at some crazy outfit like that, you're like, get that on me, because I look amazing and I and my, my back doesn't hurt and I don't, but then you get past a certain <laughs> like, age. how am I gonna go to the bathroom? And you're like, this? how am I gonna go to the bathroom? Is that gonna hurt when I sit? Like, when you're young, I think people are like, I'm okay hurting if, while I'm sitting as long as I look that good. I don't care. Yeah. And then you get to a certain... It's like you... When you go to events, you, you, once I get these heels off, I can stay all night. If I can't get these heels off, I'm going home. Exactly. I'm not going to the after party. So that that whole idea of, you know, the... You look at those, especially old-timey films that are, that are period. And even now, a lot of superhero movies, they would take actresses and in between shots, they would just kind of lean against this board because they can't sit down and that they don't want to mess the dress up so they have to lean against this kind of board And apparently in some of the i think christian bale's batman had to do that too because the, the costume is yeah. so intricate he just had to lean against this thing so that's it again that's a huge sign of aging is when what is your first thought when you look at a really cool outfit if your first thought is wow i'd look awesome in that then you're young and still vibrant but if your thought is how would i use the restroom in that then you're okay you're you're, you're past the you're past the young vibrant youth phase.
1: I don't know. There's those those desperate housewives that are always so smoking hotly dressed, and I'm just like, I could never wear those clothes. Yeah, on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I'm a I'm a creature of comfort.
0: Me too. Yeah, that's why when I that that, that whole skinny when the when the skinny jeans look started to make its way into suits, I was very worried because I'm like, that is not me.
1: No, you're not a skinny jeans guy.
0: No, and I'm not a I'm not one of those crazy like the suits that um. Mahershala Ali wore Oh he's so handsome In the first season of Luke Cage Were so amazing But he has and, a
1: beautiful body Well he,
0: he has a beautiful body and a sculpted face And all I could think of was There are guys watching the show right now They're like taking snapshots going That suit and you're like No it only looks good on him Because he looks the way he does yeah, but It's going guys- to look terrible on you Don't get this suit
1: yeah, though, but if you have a beautiful body and right. you are tall and thin, and you know you look good in everything.
0: But he's he's sculpted a certain way that most humans aren't. Like he just is on this other level. If you look at the suits he wore in that show, you're going, "Oh no, so many people he got a, a suit like this, and th- it did not work on them." He
1: is a specimen of handsomeness for yes, sure. It's ridiculous. But um, you still look good. That you had a suit that you wore to the Star Wars premiere that was kind of like tighter legs
0: a little tighter yeah and you looked, i wasn't comfortable
1: but you looked good baby <laughs> but you looked I was, so good i don't care
0: about i want to feel good i don't want to look good <clears throat> that's my thing i hosted a uh a video game award show at the um at the house of blues or the uh, hard rock cafe in vegas and it was the first year that video games had really blown up and become a billion dollar industry and suddenly these game designers were in their world, the equivalent of rock stars. So they had all gotten their first like um, fitted suit, you know, bespoke suit for this, because they were all suddenly rich. Mm-hmm. But what was so charming is-
1: The fabrics were made, it look like Atari or something. No, no,
0: none of these guys realize a suit is not, it's not a computer program. You do not put it on and hit run and it just works. A suit <laughs> you constantly adjust during the night, you shoot your cuffs, you know, you lean forward, You Get the shoulder down. They just, they had clearly put the suit on at the beginning of the night and then just didn't think about it anymore. So by the time it was time for them to go up and get their award- They're all crumpled. It's all skewed <laughs> and like one <laughs> sleeve was longer because they didn't understand. Like no one had, there needs to be a um, newly rich tech geek how to wear a suit class of, <laughs> of just like during the evening, you need to you know what stand they need? up, shake the legs out, make, you know.
1: Did anyone have a power glove? That would have been cool. Oh, um,
0: <laughs> From the, what's that movie, The Wizard? The Fred Savage movie with the, when he has the power? That's where they introduced the no, power the glove. No, the real
1: power glove. The power glove. What? There's, the, there's a, a company that made like a glove thing that you could... A control... Uh, that
0: was called... That was the the video... That was the Nintendo thing back yeah. in the day. And it was introduced in a movie called The Wizard with Fred Savage.
1: Um, Well, a friend of mine who happens to be a stop-motion animator mm-hmm. and he worked at Stupid Buddy, Seth Green's company. Right. His name is Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, He uh, is like this magician tech person mm-hmm. and he rewired his power glove to be able to control the camera so when he would do the little stop motion things and he'd like push a thing on his power glove mm-hmm. and he used it for animating. is really cool.
0: That's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Wow. Way to go, buddy. But I'm saying that would have been a cool feature to, right. to the outfit.
0: But what would the power glove be controlling? I don't know. You would just have it as, as an accessory?
1: I guess it's just a really big Apple
0: watch. <laughs> these guys wanted, these guys looked in
1: oh that's my alarm
0: oh are we done
1: well i gotta go do something okay
0: uh we'll be back
1: you know how when you have to go to the dentist they send you like one of those little reminder cards like hey it's been six months you need to come oh yeah well doctors do that for everything and i know this sounds like the beginning of an ad I, I said it like this is not an ad i'm just saying something but my baby kitty's vet okay sent a letter a while ago oh like four months ago like it's time for her checkup Uh-oh. and i'm just stressed to bring her to the vet just because she gets stressed and i don't want her to get stressed out i mean i know she needs a checkup I mean, I don't know. I mean, everyone needs a checkup. She, there's nothing wrong with her, which is why I haven't. But you can't. You have to keep up on your medicals. They have to check.
0: Aren't there Aren't there some kind of like organic treats you can give pets that calm them down and like, but when you fly with them or something like that?
1: But just in general, the whole thing sucks. Well, I know. And I don't. Want- I'd,
0: I'd be happy to take her if 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 it'll if it'll take that off your plate we but just she give her would a little, be
1: happier with me
0: i know but maybe but she I want wants to get used to being with other people
1: no i want her to feel her happiest and most calm and comfortable mm. and it's only me that can do it that being said they do have that cbd stuff that you can give them a little yeah. bit of like pet cbd to like but i don't know if that even calms i don't know i just Try don't want it. her to be stressed
0: give her a little bit of cbd or uh, blow some pot smoke in her face
1: would you stop?
0: And then take, uh, take her to the vet.
1: <laughs> if I don't get a goddamn pot sponsor after all this. <laughs> Seth Rogen, can we join forces oh, in for some God, way?
0: So, so you basically have gotten a notice four months ago that you've been... I,
1: I, I didn't just get it four months ago. Then I've gotten emails like, come on, lady.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, every now and then I will get some, hey, update this thing or... I got a new prescription card, and it took me three months to. It took me five minutes to do it, but just the idea of I don't want to sit down and download this app. Oh and, wait, and yeah, it just... there's a
1: whole new thing. Like with our insurance, there's a whole new thing where yeah. you could like sign it. I don't even.
0: I already did it. I know, and but I I'll give you the card. But what I'm saying is, I sat on that for three months because I just didn't want to.
1: No, there's like a thing. If you have a prescription or something, then they have this company. They'll give you like three months in advance, and yeah, they send there's an it app to you on
0: my phone now. Yeah. That's annoying. It's it's every, I feel like. But then
1: again, it's convenient.
0: It's convenient, but also. It's the
1: signing up part that's annoying.
0: Half of our lives are spent downloading new apps and signing in and thinking up usernames and passwords for every school function forever. It's just non-stop. And I I I've downloaded at least eight new apps on my phone because of COVID, because every place I work uses a different testing company. And they go, well, you need to have this app. And then we can send it to him. I'm like, I oh, go.
1: Um, Alice is playing tennis in this thing that ranks players so you know how real tennis players have like a specific rank they do that with this clinic thing and everyone gets ranked but you needed an app and she has her very first tournament coming up this Sunday and you have to find the player and it's like are you in the Serena League or the Venus League for the ages 11 through 12 and what level class and you have to find her and then And then it said, we're going to be playing tennis at this school, but it didn't give the address or the time. So then I had to like email the guy and say, this is the first time I've been on this strange app website thingy. What's, oh, he goes, well, you're not in the Serena thing. You're in the Venus thing. And I was like, but I looked, I saw the thing. And it says that the time is 5 a.m. And he's like, it's not 5 a.m. It's 3 p.m. I'm like, how do you navigate the website?
0: Right, right. It's annoying if that's the new version of back in the uh 90s i remember being sent to auditions and they would give you the address and oh it was, the it was thomas like guide the, but it, but the address you would go there and it's like well there's no entrance here and then you would have to get it to a pay phone and call your manager, and the manager have to call the place. And then we go, Oh, it's actually around back.
1: Right. You have we to We gave you the... the
0: mailing address. It's like, Don't give me the mailing address. Right. Actually, tell me where I'm supposed to go. I'm not a letter. Yeah. And then you show up to the audition stressed out and of angry, course. and then you have a terrible audition.
1: And then your best friend comes out from just being in the room and goes, Hey, Patton. And then looks back at the casting director and goes, Bob, that was hilarious. And then Bob goes, Oh my God, I'm so happy to see you, Steve. And you're like, oh man, they're best <laughs> friends, and now I gotta go in.
0: Yeah, so that that kind of, um, again, you're flustered and you can't think. Yeah, oh, it's the worst.
1: You're boiling hot. Oh boy, there's 20 people in the room waiting. How- you're friends with half of them. One of them's your enemy.
0: <laughs> how in the world did we did Survive. we function without cell phones? How, how did we did,
1: function without GPS? I yeah. mean, that Thomas Guide it was very hard to navigate.
0: Oh my god! When I, especially I, when it went off the edge of the page and you go, oh wait, you to turn the it's, page. but it's never not the next page. No, 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 it's like twenty pages later. <laughs> yeah. and you're it's like you're 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 decode de, de doing the the Da Vinci Code in your car pulled over on Wilshire. Do you think the
1: Thomas Guide is still around, or do you think everyone just uses GPS? Does that still exist?
0: That's a really good question. And if or, it doesn't,
1: they should have had an app <laughs> that, that was their own GPS. They
0: should have jumped on that immediately.
1: Yeah, maybe they I did. I think it's too late. Maybe they joined with Google. Who knows? I, I want
0: to look up, is there a Thomas Guide app? That would be amazing if they actually made an app. But it's like, but then how does that work if you've got GPS? Why do you need it?
1: Well, it's just their company is doing it.
0: There is no Thomas Guide app. <laughs> okay, oh, well. they just gave up. They just went, nah, it ain't happening. We're done. I'm not doing this. Well, maybe
1: they still have the book.
0: I got to look that up. I'm just trying to imagine there.
1: <laughs> I would like a uh, I would um, like videos of people trying to find their location I, while using the Thomas Guide. I want to see the That'd in, be a good episode.
0: I want to see the internal memos from the year whatever the year that the smartphones first came out from the Thomas Guide executives, <laughs> you know, saying, "We have got to We're in trouble, guys. Our whole world's about to And then there's a couple of holdouts going, "This'll never that no one's going to be looking at their phone while they're driving. It's too dangerous. They need a Thomas guy. Trust me. These phones, they, they're too slow. It's not going to... Like, what was that? That would be an amazing... Uh, limited series, the, the Rise and Fall of Thomas Guide, but make it like, like a Watergate scandal type thing? Oh my God, thing or please, a,
1: let's do that documentary.
0: That'd be hilarious. Nobody
1: steal that, copyright.
0: Rise and Fall of the Thomas Guide. Trademark,
1: trademark. I don't yep. even know what I'm saying. Call it what?
0: Doubting Thomas Guide.
1: <gasps> that there is a great go. title. You guys don't steal that. <laughs> don't steal it. So, I... Bid on an auction item for Alice's school. Mm-hmm. It's to help raise money so that they can, you know, give scholarships and all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won. Huh. And it was something super exciting. Mm-hmm. It was a four by four adventure tour through a winery and and mountains in the mountains. Yes. And I, I won it and then thought, you know what? What is the best present? that you can give your parents these days. They have everything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I only wanna give my dad adventures. Right. Like I took him to the Rolling Stones for his birthday. Mm. So I won the auction and I um, took a little picture of what it was and I told my dad, this is your Father's Day gift. And five people got to go on the thing. So my dad, my stepmom, it was for you also and Alice. And so the five of us had this amazing adventure through this insane winery
0: genuinely in, insane like the person a compound
1: who, yeah can we even yeah
0: no no let's just i mean it, it's one of those sprawling properties where it, there it, are it, it's
1: llamas a, and there are cows and there's zebras and there's organic gardens and there's cave dwellings and there's um like a, a a hangar full of cool cars from like what are those things called honey where you attach it to the horse
0: uh, <laughs> buggies
1: or like a carriage kind of thing. Well,
0: you know, Surrey's carriage, all yeah, the all different those. kinds of, yeah.
1: Then it had those cool little, um, what do you call that little red thing? That little, honey, the little thing that had like that cute little house. Oh, we there, sp-
0: there were little RVs and um, vintage campers um, almost laid out like a, it, I don't know if you've ever been, uh, Kate Pearson from the B-52s has a place called Kate's Campers where it's all um uh stainless steel um you know streamline well, air, air streamers there's air and they have all streams, these, but then yeah. they
1: have the other ones that are white then they're little and they're like a tiny little tiny towable, super ones. tiny and cute and i want to live in one of those <laughs> so badly tiny house i would love there's nothing more romantic than yeah. a cute little tiny
0: it, it's one of these kind of uh it, it's one of those properties where you realize oh there are people that have a level of wealth where they live, where they live is in itself a city and you have people living on your property that you can't necessarily keep track of. There's that many people working for you, living with you where you could not know everything that's going on where you live it's insane
1: well the nice thing about the tour was that there was obviously someone driving the 4x4 who was a guide who explains everything
0: she knew how to drive that thing she Man, was, was she so good.
1: cool she was really and she cool. was so smart and she knew everything and she and so yeah it's like a wine tasting thing you sit down and you drink wine in between like your little yes. traveling adventure thingies and she would tell us about the wine and she was super smart about that but she
0: wanted to be a nurse the, the stuff she was studying she, she was doing some kind of double major in nursing and hospital But was the just reason crazy. why I bring
1: it up is because I think that a guide is always better than just doing it on your own and I'll tell you why on our on our honeymoon we went mm-hmm. to Paris yeah and we were looking at museums and we were looking at things and We ended up getting this guide because we didn't know anything. And I want, and listen, I'm a nerd. I like to know the history behind things. I want to know, I want to know everything. I'm curious about everything, but I want to really know. There's that amazing Irish guy and he took us through the Napoleon's tomb and- Uh, The
0: Musée d'Orsay Everywhere. and And, And
1: there were like secrets behind each, like the reasons why the staircase was this big so people could see the other people coming in. You know, there'd be little balconies faced toward the staircase, so you could see the next debutante that walked
0: through the door. And you, the the opera house, the Paris Opera House, was fantastic only because he showed us how the main stairwell was specifically designed so that rich people coming in could be seen by the most amount of people in their new clothing. Um, And then, yeah, and I remember he was such an interesting tour guide that we ended up saying, "Hey, you've taken us to the Musée d'Orsay and the." Uh, the Paris Opera House. What is, do you have a favorite place that you go to that not a lot of people know to go to? And he said, go to Napoleon's tomb. But say it
1: in an Irish accent. Oh, (laughs) you got
0: to go to Napoleon's tomb, you fucking Nancy boy. (laughs) Um, And then he broke a bottle over my head. Uh, So we went to Napoleon's tomb, which I, it was so fascinating and God would have fucked up life for him and his kids that poor kid the 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 stories that we it was very it was very gossipy tour which i loved
1: oh yeah he was a super gossipy. told all the like behind the scenes uh it it was like bridgerton (laughs) it was like like bridgerton yeah um but i do love a guide
0: yeah oh yeah my
1: stepmom um was a docent at the getty museum
0: yeah
1: um because she loves art she loves art history Mm -hmm. and she loves volunteering and being an amazing person and um and so she was so my favorite thing in the world to do was when my college roommates would come to Los Angeles or or really anyone visiting from the east coast right. and i would take them um to the getty villa in oh, in okay. malibu right and my stepmom was a docent there and so she took me through the entire museum told me like the history behind every painting and the reason why there are these beautiful l- Louis the 14th gold clocks and every detail about, um, if you look at the painting and it's got a knife on its edge, it's talking about the precariousness of life. And anyway, I knew everything (laughs) I liked because of her. And then when my friends would come, I'm I'm like, let's go to the museum. Well, it's definitely a place you want to take people. Yeah. out of town to show them things right and then i'd go through the museum and i'd be like oh if you look at i would so docent it up i would just be like the That's little fantastic. and my friends are like you're you know everything you're so smart
0: <laughs> yeah that this this tour guide when he took us to the, through the museum door say he knew exactly where to take us it was almost like he knew what to land on because he he showed us where we where he had us enter there are these very big monumental paintings that when you look at them they are very stunning and they are very overwhelming and he's like now just remember how stunned and overwhelmed you are by this these classical paintings then he took us up to the history of the paintings through all the um impressionists and monets and how painting began to change and become more expressionistic and um both abstract and more realistic and then he ended it right at another one of these monumental classical paintings which now looked he goes do you see how dead this looks now oh my god i
1: disagree because the thing that that blew
0: you away because everyone is so posed and no one is wait 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 hang on hang on he goes no one is He's no one's being captured in motion. Right. And that's the thing that these other painters, the newer painters, brought to it. And it it, it really kinda knocked your head around. It was, Oh, that's amazing. But I didn't think of it that way. Even
1: them still and then like looking to their eyes, what were they thinking? And and just the magnificence of the artistry. I mean, I love a classical painting.
0: But some of them if it's, if you take are, a tour that the way he did it though, you see that yes, they are monumental it's but all not monumental. alive.
1: Listen. It's all, it's all the, you know, the artist, it's the perception of the person watching, the viewer.
0: But it was. mm. I'm
1: glad you got that in in your brain. Like for you, that's an interesting um, observation of art. But again, that's what art is. It's your, how you feel about it. And that's what you learned while he went through it. But but in general.
0: There are things sometimes you'll miss in a painting. Unless it's being pointed out to you exactly. sometimes. It, that's oh, why I love a guide. That's the, yeah. And if
1: you thing. ever go to a museum and there isn't a guide, get one of those little thingies, those little ear audio thingies. Tours. The little audio tour.
0: Yeah, my, my, my parents went to Rome and to the Vatican. There are art students studying abroad. They make money on the weekends by just walking up going, I'll, I'll guide you. I know this, pay me this much money. And they will walk you through and show you all the weird, hidden, secret stuff because they're studying it. And that's how they make money to go to college. And so you get someone who, not only are they guides, they just themselves learned it recently. So they're excited, like, you're not going to believe this. And
1: also, when you have a guide, mm-hmm. it, it's nice to have a third person. When you just talk to your own person all the time, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to have someone else <laughs> there with you to a kind buffer. of. <laughs> a buffer.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite documentaries of all time, speaking of guides, is this movie from 1998 called The Cruise, uh, which is about this man named Timothy Speed Levitch. It was directed by Bennett Miller. He was this famed tour guide. He still is in New York on the Gray Line and Big Apple tours, but he would give these, and they show him giving his tours of New York, but they're very, very personal and very more connected with the, the way he looks at the world and what his philosophy of art and life is. And um, he became very popular because we were like, you got to take these guys this guy's tour because it was so idiosyncratic. And then he ended up just doing his own tour company where he, he just got so popular, he got to open his own thing. And he gives these walking tours of New York, and they're fascinating. You
1: know what would be another great documentary?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On tour guides.
0: Well, that's what the cruise is. But they but just no, focus on, many. on one.
1: No, I'm saying like.
0: Except that this is, because a lot of tour guides are following a script, this guy started going off the Mm, script, and it made it even more fascinating.
1: I'm talking about the interesting tour guides, babe. I'm talking about our Irish dude, the little gossipy Irish dude. (laughs) I'm talking about interesting tour guides who are interested in little, I love a tour guide. I love, and also they have, there's a peculiar kind of person who wants to, they're friendly, they're educated, they are, you know, tour guides are rad. If Shout you, out to tour guides, man. Yeah, man.
0: If you, I, I look, I went the there's a guy, I still remember this. In the, I was in middle school. We went to a field trip to Harper's Ferry, uh, West Virginia, and
1: um Harper's or Ferry or is that in Virginia? I can't remember. West Virginia. But this Harper's there was Ferry. a tour
0: guide that told us about the Battle of Harper's Ferry and oh my god, it was so compelling and genuinely frightening what was going on in this battle and he made it so alive because even though we're a bunch of kids sitting on the lawn he's like they're they're standing 10 feet apart just opening up with rifles imagine being that far from someone and like he's so into it he made I, the
1: history alive so oh you could understand God. it better it's more uh, yeah. palatable and you could absorb it and understand it and I you wish realize how
0: scary it must have been
1: the actual thing
0: that to be in the middle of this battle was not yeah. some great it was and he's like how old are you and you would go i'm 11 all right imagine five years from now Someone gives you a rifle and says, you're in the army. That's how all these kids were that were fighting. Wow. It was just like, what the, f- yeah, it was amazing.
1: That's how, um, I, that's why I love watching Rachel Maddow. Cause she kind of is like makes history very a
0: political tour guide.
1: Yeah. She, that's what she is. Yeah. So interesting. I wish I was interested in history the way I am now, the way I was when I was studying yeah. it. Hey guys. So we're going to do a bunch of speak pipes now and answer your questions and or comments. Hi, my name is Crystal, and I'm a fan of you both individually and as a family. get lots of smiles for you all. I have a question about your parenting division of labor. And what I mean is it seems like in a lot of families that one parent will do more of the psychological, anticipating what the kids need, the planning, the organizing. Another might be more tactical, the day-to-day. I'm just really curious how you all have worked that out, particularly with um, your schedules and careers and um, it'd be um, just it's an interesting topic for, for me and a lot of uh, working parents. So I would love to know. Thanks. Bye. Oh, I love that question. Crystal. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, There's quite a, quite a uh,
1: division of labor. Yes. Well, first let me a say a
0: variety of divisions of labor, by the way.
1: Yeah. yeah. You are so incredibly wonderful with, you, you know, you do breakfast. She really prefers your eggs. Yeah, I know. So she prefers you to make breakfast. Yes. And, and you really actually like cleaning up dishes. Like yeah. it's your thing. I think we've talked about, we've that. talked about this. Yeah. And I'm the one who deals with there's drama at school and, yeah. and how do I, how do I, you know, I help her navigate a lot of emotional stuff. And I'm also the one who's like, you know, you gotta do your homework. This is these are priorities. These are your chore. You know, I'm the one who's trying to make her the best person in the world. And
0: there's also a lot of you you take on the overall scheduling stuff and the how do we get the best deal out of this? What's the best use of our time? What do we need to do and not do? So And there's also a lot our of that schedules
1: switch a lot. So like when you're out of town, I'm on egg duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other day she said to me, Mom, your eggs were really good. And I said, As good as daddy's. And she was like, yeah, this time
0: they were.
1: Whoa! Yeah, she gave okay. me a huge compliment.
0: So yeah, what? What I think basically what division of labor is. This is just my take on it. Be very open about what you guys are good at doing, what you like doing, but then be very open about. There have been days when Meredith is like, "You need to handle this email. You need to handle this. Th- I'm I'm done. I've hit a wall. I need like hours to just sit and not and 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 do that for your for your partner. Just do that because there'll be times when you're like, I have hit a wall. I can't handle this. Please take this off my plate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I have to say, looking at a lot of relationships of my friends um, and people that I know, I've never met a more dedicated dad and or husband than you. Really? You're so, he always makes my coffee every morning. We've talked about this. (laughs) He's awesome. All right. Let's go on to the next. They know how
0: amazing I am.
1: I mean, I think they do. (gasps) But am I amazing? I'm pretty amazing too, right? You're getting
2: there. Just keep it rolling. Hello, Meredith. Hello, Patton. How are you guys? Love you guys. Uh, my wife and I are huge fans of Patton uh, and his comedy. Um, we even saw you at the small little club down in Culver City uh, that was like a, a, a little shared space next to an Italian restaurant. And um, uh, you did a show there, and I guess I sat in the front, and I was a little intimidating looking. <laughs> and so we had fun there. Um But my real question is for Meredith. Meredith, uh, I understand you went to Santa Monica High School and were probably there around the same time I was. Um, Did you uh, join the program with Dr. Ford for the theater? Uh, I'm curious. Or were you too busy and working and doing all the fun stuff of being a a glorious movie star? Anyway, uh, guys, we love you. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: First of all, everything you said about Patton being great and me being a glorious movie star is totally correct. (laughs) I did not go to that school. I grew up in Malibu and I, I went to um, an elementary school there called Webster elementary. And then I went off to um, seventh through 12th grade at an all girls school called Westlake school for girls. And um, I did do theater, but I really wasn't in school very much starting in ninth grade. I think my senior year, I was only in school for two months because of, um all the stuff but because
0: of the siren call of the silver screen
1: (laughs) that's right um but hey man santa monica is an awesome area i I mean i did grow up there yeah these are the places these are the haunts i visited (laughs) you know what i'm saying
2: hey pat and meredith this is chris and dar from st george utah
1: our story is very much like your story we met online we texted for months before we met in person we were 46 when we met. Um, we have our own rabbit holes and our nerd nerddoms in our house, and we just wanted to say how much we love you. We've listened to every minute of every podcast, and we just think that you are amazing. We love you.
2: So we are getting married, married this Saturday, and... Our question
1: for you is, what advice would you give us?
0: And be gentle.
1: And be gentle. <laughs> Oh, Chris and Dar, that's so beautiful. That's really nice. That's so cute. First of all, congratulations, you're getting married.
0: And you met the right way. You met online, you chatted. So you, you got talked to know for each other for exactly. real. Exactly. And that way You know what? You know what was also great about that? Is nervous as we both were, it makes the first date more exciting than than nerve wracking. Because you've been talking for so long. Right. Although I know you, you were nerve-wracked because you're like, I'm going to meet him and, and not like him.
1: Right. I was madly in love with you, but then I thought, oh God, am I'm I going to like, like him? him? Yeah. <laughs> um, am I going to be attracted to him? And I instantly was. But- um, Yeah. Talking first and getting to know someone for real, because there is no filter. You are your true self. You don't have to try to impress. You don't have to look good. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, oh, well just listen. Hey man and lady. Let's,
0: let's give them each a piece of marriage advice. Do you want to go first or should I?
1: Um, I think my piece of marriage advice and really friend advice is just know what you're working with. Know the kind of person that you're married to. I know that Patton has a certain amount of bandwidth for certain things. And when he's over and done, um, I have to go up, that's his bandwidth and, and not be like, come on, you need to be better. Um, just know who you're working with and what, what they need. And, um, one of my best friends has a husband that she's like, Hey, do you want, um, you know, do you want chicken for dinner? And he doesn't answer. And, she, and she's like, hey, do you, do you, would you like some chicken for dinner? And he won't answer. And he's like a musician and his head is in the clouds. Mm-hmm. And so she says it, because for me, I'd be like, can you fucking answer my question? <laughs> but for her, yeah. she says it nicely every single time till he floats back down to earth and is mm-hmm. ready to answer the question. So- oh know the kind of person you've got and let them be that person.
0: Now, having said that, having said that, yes, uh, guard the other person's solitude with the need, especially if they're a creative. You know, she could be interrupting what could be a million selling song if if she doesn't let him float down at his own pace. Right. When the other person is very honestly sitting you down and telling you, hey, um, I am doing my best to give you the wiggle room that you need, but I also have a breaking point and I have a bandwidth in... Uh, in terms of you, in terms of dealing with you. So when I need you to go that extra mile instead of, and by the way, this is, I'm saying this from me doing this wrong a bunch of times, instead of getting defensive and putting your quills out and covering up, just don't say anything, just sit and listen and then take a second and really think. There's nothing more gratifying when someone else is telling you something that's bothering them then they watch the other person not immediately respond and actually think about it and, and roll it really over the head and then go, I am going to try my best to change that. It probably won't be immediate, but I heard exactly what you said. I heard what you need me to do. So I'm going to start the process of trying that and being aware of that. That's all you have to do. So don't, don't get defensive, but also don't get that oh, I, I'm so sorry, I fucked up. It will absolutely change from here on out because that's a lie. You're not gonna immediately switch from there on out. You're like, I am going to be conscious of that and keep working on it.
1: Um, here's a little insight. That's Those are what we fight about. Yeah. But if that's exactly, I'm like, exactly I need, I need to chill out and realize his bandwidth. And you're like, and I need to step it up sometimes when yeah. we just told people our number one thing. There you go. Hey guys, we love sharing things with you.
0: More speak pipe messages, please. More episodes are coming. and uh next one, I've got i got a lot of uh Did You Get Our Picks coming up, so just stick around. I I'm I'm reloading the the barrel as it were. So.
1: Um have a great day, guys. Thanks. This podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswald.
0: In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to... Hey, did you get my
1: text? At gmail.com. And don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and it helps us get to keep making the show.
0: Starburns Audio. A podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.